to raise new questions, new possibilities, to regard old problems from a new angle, requires creative imagination and marks real advance in science. That is a quote by Albert Einstein. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com, is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 16. This week's topic is Open Your Mind. This week's guest is Kathy Weiss. Kathy is a naturally gifted healer, clairvoyant, channel, and intuitive. Think of her as a personal trainer for your soul. She is also a yoga instructor. My interview with Kathy I had to open up my mind to receive what she was saying, but it was very enlightening. I want you to open your mind as you listen to this episode with Kathy Weiss. Hello, Kathy, and welcome to Trina Talk. Hey, Trina. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Well, let's just dive right on in. Okay. You are a intuitive reading and energy healer. Yes. Tell me what that means. Because it's kind of a lot of gobbledygook to people who have never heard of that. And it's definitely not something that's out there in the mainstream. So it can take just a tiny bit of um, understanding what energy is to be able to then know what an energy reader is. So I'm going to start with what your energy is, and then everything else will make so much more sense. Okay. Your, your energy is your electromagnetic vibration. So our bodies vibrate as a result of our thoughts and our breath, along with a whole bunch of other things. And this extends away from your body. Science has tools that can measure your vibration up to five feet away from you. But it's not like that your energy hits a wall and stops there. That's just as much as the tools we have available to us are sensitive to measure. So if you can think of like a ripple in a pond, it's going to continue outward. It might get softer and quieter the further it goes out, but that ripple or that wave continues. So your energy is that wave that moves off of your body. And we see that when people are in close proximity to each other, whether they realize it or not, they can feel another person's energy and react to it. Sort of like, have you ever walked into a room and nobody's talking, but you're sort of like, whoa, what's like something's wrong in here? Like you can feel it sort of. That's energy. Mm -hmm. So as someone who is highly sensitive, which is they think about 20% of the population or less is highly sensitive. So 
as a highly sensitive, I'm able to pick up and feel people's energies at much greater distances and with much greater clarity than someone who doesn't have this gift or ability. So I can read energy for someone anywhere on the planet. All I have to do is sort of sit down and get quiet and I call it tuning into their channel. So I just kind of like plug into that person for a moment and I can feel their energy and what's going on. So then what happens, because energy doesn't have any words or language, it's just a vibration. So what happens then is I interpret that energy by either getting visions in my mind, which is called clairvoyance. It means clear seeing. So I'm clearly seeing that person's energy. Or sometimes I hear words and phrases in my mind, which is called clairaudience, which means clear hearing. So as an energy reader, I am able to describe back to someone what's going on in their energy. And a lot of it is subconscious. It's things that people aren't aware of. And then as a healer, I come, and again, this is sort of just, it's not something that's coming like directly from me, but more through me. And I deliver healing messages to help them with whatever they're stuck in or not feeling connected in their life. And I give them really specific action steps of what they can do to move forward in the direction that their heart is calling them. Okay. How, when did you know you had this gift? That, okay, that's an, that's like a two-part answer. I've always had it without being aware of it. And a few years ago, okay, maybe like 10 years ago, if I actually think back, I took a yoga teacher training course that was about therapeutic yoga. And in that class, the teachers um, taught us how to run and pull energy, a little bit of energy healing. And to me, it was just like anything else I'd ever been taught. It was like, oh, you can do this and this is how you do it. And it was just sort of like obvious. So from that point on, I knew that I had that ability, but I kept it kind of quiet. Like I thought people would think I was weird if I talked about it or like, hey, I can like adjust your energy for you or things like that. And I just wasn't going to talk about it. And about a little more than a year ago now. So at the end of 2017, I had had a particularly difficult day and I was talking with a friend of mine who also has the same gift and ability. And she said, I'm going to send you this deck of Oracle cards. And Oracle cards are kind of like tarot cards. They're just inspirational tools that you use to tap into your own inner wisdom. And the moment I touched that deck of cards, I heard really loud and clear, you have to do this for other people. So it was at the end of 2017 and the beginning of 2018 that he sort of came out of the closet and sort of put out there like on Facebook for my friends, like, hey, does anybody want a reading? And I was like, oh, God, here comes the like, you're weird, Kathy, or whatever. And it was more like, um, we kind of always knew this about you. <laughs> and like nobody was really surprised. So it was really just that matter of me accepting it as something that's really natural and a gift that allowed me then to start to use it to help other people in their lives. That's interesting. How did your friends know that you had this gift? What made them, what gave them the instinct to know that this is what you had? 
There would be occasions where I would say to someone just on a one-on-one basis in a really tiny little snippet, like, hey, I feel like this constriction around your chest, like you're just trying to keep it all together right now. And then we would just kind of like get into the conversation about that. And it was not like a big deal or um, like, oh, I'm feeling like you have some adrenal fatigue right now. And maybe you just really need to rest. And then again, like, that's it. I didn't make like a big deal about it. So most of my friends were like, you've kind of been doing this a long time. Wow. Now, do you scare people when you tell them things like this? No, when people are open to it, it's absolutely not a problem. I think some people are afraid to have their energy read because they're afraid of what might show up for them. Um, But I practice really diligently what I feel like is um, a set of ethics around this gift. And so I don't read people's energy without their permission. Um, because it's, it's kind of like a personal thing, you know, it's like, I can get in there and know some things that are going on with you that you may or may not be comfortable with. Um, so when there is fear, it's more like people, I've had people say like, I was afraid you were going to tell me to divorce my husband and move across the country or something like that. And like, it's, it's never that dramatic. It's usually more like you probably just need to take a weekend away to yourself. And that's why you're feeling so like dramatic about it, but it's usually things like, um, I think you need to go take a walk on the beach. It's like usually the guidance is really simple and doable and very healing and nourishing for people. Okay. So it's, it's not like what most people think, like what we see in the movies where you're going, uh, you're going to get hit by a car tomorrow. (laughs) No. (laughs) And that's what I would actually call being a psychic, which Mm -hmm. is someone who predicts the future. And I don't predict the future because people have free will Mm -hmm. and they are able to take the information that I give them and use it or not use it. So my work is very present moment. I'm working with your energy the way it is right now. And I'm offering you action steps and ideas and guidance of how you can elevate your energy or heal something or move forward, whatever it is that that individual needs. Great. Well, on, on Trina talk, we're, we're inspirational here. I try to do things that inspire and motivate other women. And I've had an episode where I talked about self-care and going to therapy because there's no shame in that. Yeah. So what you're telling me, you're like, a therapist times a thousand. Exactly a hundred percent what you just said. Yes. I have many, many clients who say they've gone to counseling and felt like all they did was talk in circles and they walked out and they still didn't know what to do. And with one session with me, they walk out and they know exactly what they need to do next. And many of them tell me I'm a bajillion times better than the counseling that they've had. It sounds like it. I have gone through therapy myself and I've had people say, okay, well, read this book. And well, I'm paying you all this money. You're just going to send me home with a book. Right. (laughs) I've had the similar experiences. So I totally get that. So that, that is very, how do I say that is very amazing for lack of a better word. So in your experience for the women that are listening if they're going through something or they just need a little more clarity or direction 
in their life, mm-hmm. you would advise them or maybe suggest to them someone like you versus a traditional therapist? It definitely could be a really smart option, especially because traditional therapy has sort of almost like a one-size-fit-all approach. And when you're working with someone who's an intuitive, you're getting a very individualized approach that I have never told two women the exact same thing. Okay. Everything is always individualized to their energy. So there's no way that the exact same thing is going to work in two different people's lives. Wow. Wow. And because you are doing that personalized, um, inspiring, that's where someone can take action and actually have a, a laser focus on what they need to do. Yes. And the, the women who really follow the guidance, like their lives propel forward in ways that's like phenomenal to me to watch. It's like really astounding because sometimes even being saying things like this doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm going to say it because I can feel that you need to hear this. And they'll take that little bit of information and just like rocket launch to the next level of their life. And it's just like almost astounding to me to watch it happen at the same time. Wow. So how do you how do you get people to come to you? Now, this is your business, right? So yes. I, I would assume that you market and you have clientele and things like that. Yes. Okay. So you have people that come to you now. Are Is there ever anyone that you will not work with? There are a handful of people I won't work with. I won't work with family. Okay. Just like that, because I know too much, you know what I mean? I know too right. much, sort of. Um, and then on a very rare occasion, if somebody's energy is really discordant with mine to the point where I can't read it properly, I might decline them, but that has not happened. Okay. And I guess that's what more of what I was getting um, to is if there are anyone that you've ever met that you just felt they were so out of whack that you said, uh, or that you just didn't, because for me, I'm pretty sensitive in the fact of meeting people. I guess I have a, a high emotional um, intelligence. Mm-hmm. So there are certain people that I know meeting them that I'm like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't think I want to know them any further than just our introduction. Do you get that feeling when you meet someone or if someone says, you know, can you do my energy reading? Do you have that feeling where you're like, I just not comfortable with this person? What I have found in the last year is that those people are not going to come to me for a reading. Okay. And so it really has not been an issue. I mean, in real life, I will definitely meet people like that where I'm like, "Mm, you know, I'm good. I don't need to have any sort of ongoing relationship with you. But I'm finding that the people who need my services and come to me and approach me are very workable for me. I've never had a problem with that. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to venture out on a limb here and I'm going to ask you. What, what is my energy that you're getting from me? Right in this particular moment, give me one second to just kind of close my eyes and like tune into the Trina channel. 
the two things I get, oh, actually I'm getting three and two of them are colors. One is a very strong, bright pink and bright pink is a color of love, but not necessarily romantic love. Mm, This is more like a passionate love. Like you're very passionate about this project and I can feel that coming off of you. And then followed behind that is a shade of purple and the purple is higher wisdom so it's kind of like you're like the energy from your mind and your brain is like really strong and bright and so you're using this higher wisdom to pull your love and passion for this project down into like earthly realms if that makes sense because like if it all just lived up in your mind you wouldn't be able to produce anything so the the energy is sort of like really throbbing in your brain and then drawing down enough that you can create this beautiful podcast to inspire people. And let's see, on the on the healing side, I don't really pick up a lot. You're really clear right now. Um, but your fifth chakra is your throat chakra. And you're using that a lot right now because you're talking to a lot of people. And so at the end of the day, you might feel a little bit fatigued or drained. And the guidance that's coming in for that um, would be to really commit to a small period of time every day where you're in silence and you're not using your voice. That could be anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes a day um, where like your mouth is just zipped and nothing's coming out. Not even as long as your nose isn't clogged up, not even breathing through your mouth, but breathing through your nose to rest the fifth chakra and increase your prana or your life force through your breath. And if we were going to have like a full detailed session, then I would start to get into some breathing techniques that you could use to elevate your energy because speaking depletes it. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you've given me some things to think about. So I, I may be calling you later Yeah, on. absolutely. And the whole time I was describing that to you, my right hand wanted to rest on my throat. Um, and so when that happens, when I'm like, I wouldn't do that and like, just sitting here talking to you, I would not have my own hand on my throat. So I can definitely feel and know that that would be the area of your physical body we would want to attend to the most right now. Okay. And just for the listeners to know, we're not in the same place. We're in two different locations. So you have not seen me or anything like that. So there's... I think we're in different states too. I'm in California. Yes. And I'm in Texas. So we are across the country from each other. A handful other. of miles apart from each other, yes. <laughs> slightly, slightly few. So with all of that, you also do yoga. Yes. And I know yoga is about centering yourself. So that really connects with your energy healing. Yes. And I often prescribe some sort of yoga practices to people when they need healing. It could be the physical aspect of a yoga practice. It could be, like I was suggesting to you, there's breathing practices that go along with yoga that I might suggest to people. Um, Meditation is a part of a yoga practice. So there are often little pieces of the yoga puzzle that I suggest to people to help them in, in their self-care, just daily self-care, but also in their healing process. Okay. So since you mentioned self-care, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about that and what you advise the women listeners out there 
to do to really take care of themselves because I'm very big on that mentally, spiritually, physically, everything. What what do you say for women to take care of themselves? I say I'm so glad that you asked that question because that was what was coming through for me today for your podcast listeners is that there's a lot of confusing messages out there around what self-care is right now and a lot of confusing images on our social media feeds that is sort of muddling up the message of what self-care is because you know we see like pictures of like the bubble bath and the glass of wine or like the cupcake and I'm treating and taking care of myself. But really part of it comes down to treating yourself the way you would treat like a three-year-old. And I'm pretty sure you wouldn't tell a three-year-old that eating a cupcake is a good way to take care of themselves. So it comes down to really knowing what fuels your physical body, what fuels your mind, but also what rests those things. And there is a great level of self-discipline in self-care. And that the the whole point of the self-discipline and the self-care is to keep your energy levels elevated to a point where you can be productive, satisfied, and fulfilled and following your soul's purpose. So it's kind of all the things that like the doctor or your grandma said, go to bed on time which is probably earlier than a lot of people want to admit to. It's about eating your meals properly, limiting caffeine and alcohol, getting physical exercise six days a week, five days a week, depending on what type of exercise you're doing, having some sort of a spiritual practice every day, um, brushing your teeth, you know, like kind of all those sort of basic things we take for granted and doing something for your mental care as well. I agree with that totally. And like you said, I, I need to practice a lot of getting some more sleep, but I'm busy. So uh, I don't get as much as I attempt to get. But that is really some good practical advice because that is something that I think a lot of people neglect is their their self. Yes. And it's kind of when you really like look at it on a day to day basis, it's almost sort of a very boring life because on a day to day basis, if you're really taking care of yourself, there is not a lot of extra time for extraneous activities. There's not really a lot of time for watching television or playing around on social media or social activities on a day-to-day basis. And those are sort of things that you save as a way to treat yourself for the discipline of the self-care. Like in my, in my day, which starts around five 30 or six in the morning and then ends around seven or so in the evening of like all of the things that really only leaves about an hour of just kind of like unwinding, relaxing time with my husband before we start making our way to bed. And then bedtime is admittedly enough. It's around eight 30 in the evening. Wow. Yeah. Yes. I, I wish I could get to bed at eight 30. It, it did. Well, you know, and really if we talk about like the way that the energy cycles work in nature, the latest you want to be going to sleep is 10 p.m. 
So you have a little bit of wiggle room in there. Okay. Okay. And, and that kind of keeps you balanced, centered. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now what other, um, good things could you possibly relay on to our listeners as far as self-care or just the energy? How can, so if I can't get to you, are there things that I can do myself to kind of help my energy? Oh, absolutely. And always. And first of all, I do work with people online on Skype and on Instagram, like whatever digital platform they want to work with, because I can work with people worldwide. We don't have to physically meet up for me to be able to work with them. But um, generally, there's one thing in the back of your mind that you know you should be doing that's really better for your health. And whatever that one thing is, you just kind of have to suck it up and start doing that one thing. And a lot of times where people get tripped up, especially at the beginning of a year, is they start thinking they have to do all the things. I'm going to cut out all the sugar, all the carbs, quit drinking alcohol, go to the gym every day, and, you know, and like the laundry list of all the things they're going to start doing, and it's not sustainable. So the one thing, whatever your one thing is, start doing that until it's a natural habit or natural part of your life. And when it is, then the next one thing will start to niggle at you and then move on to the next one thing. So basically listening to your instincts. Yes, because your instinct is always 100% correct and will guide you where you need to go. Okay. And along the topic of your personal energy, would you say... um, Removing certain people from your life will help that energy as well? Absolutely. Unfortunately and absolutely. Yeah, because we do sometimes get really dependent on other people, but there are some people whose energy is discordant with ours. I'm not going to say it doesn't align, but if you think of like um, all the keys on a piano keyboard and some of them you play together and you create beautiful harmony. And some of the keys you play together and it's like, just like grating discord, the energy and vibration is like that. So if there's someone in your life that's creating the and the discord, then not having them in your life is going or reducing the amount of time that you have with them in your life is going to free you up to find the people that you create harmoniously with. Okay. Because like sometimes we can't avoid it if we have coworkers or something like that where it's not a situation that we're free to completely remove someone from our lives. We can limit our interactions with them, to, you know, to the best of our ability. Okay. And, and then that would go for family as well. Yes. So, okay. I know that's another like sticky, painful subject, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's something that a, a lot of People, and I know women in particular, they don't want to cut family ties of certain people because they say, oh, well, that's my brother or that's my sister. But sometimes if those people are negative, you have to remove them from your life. Yeah, especially if their energy has the ability to disrupt yours and lower your vibration and your vitality. Because ultimately, the only, the only one you can be responsible for is yourself. 
Wow. And, if, and if you know that someone else is depleting your energy or lowering your vibration, it's really your responsibility to make a decision to not spend as much time with them so that you can be your best. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that goes back to like, it really goes almost back to the self-care and the self-discipline. Right. It's not not always easy, but ultimately the results are that you feel greater vitality, you feel greater satisfaction, you feel greater fulfillment, you have more energy for the things that bring you joy. And that's kind of what we're all seeking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So with an... So tell me a little bit more about your clairvoyance because you, I guess that plays along with the energy healing and everything, but give me a little more, tell me a little more about that. Sure. And it's, that's where like I, some people get a little bit like triggered, like, oh, like I was actually really resistant to using that word until somebody said to me, oh, you're clairvoyant. Because to me that always conjured up this image of like, the little old lady fortune teller with like the one earring and the crystal ball, you know, like that sort of a thing. And I'm like, I'm just a normal person. If you just looked at me, you wouldn't think like, Ooh, creepy or whatever. Um, So it really clairvoyance, the word means clear seeing. Mm -hmm. And um, when I sit down in meditation, especially though I can do it anytime, I really just get focused and tapped in. Um, I just see, images around the energy that someone is offering or that a situation is offering or collectively what's being offered. And, um, I, if we could, if we were on video with each other, I could show you, I have a notebook where I just write down what those images are because they flow through me. Nothing really sticks. And so I have to write it down in order to remember it or occasionally something will get stuck on replay and I'll keep seeing or hearing it over and over and over until I get it out of me. So that's another reason that I write things down is so that the message is done and out. Um, And then sometimes I post them over there on Instagram at lightworker underscore Kathy. And I do videos on Facebook and post those over there to YouTube. So if people want to see what that looks like in action, that would be the easiest way for them to to actually see it. Okay. Wow, Kathy, you have really enlightened me and made me think differently because like you said, when you see the word clairvoyant, you kind of get, like you said, that that Disney image of, <laughs> okay, what's what's really going on here? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm a firm believer as, as far as energy and I try to remove myself from negative people. So I like the fact that you can tell what someone's energy is and, and help them um, correct it. And mm-hmm. I guess you can say correct their energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I- and it's 100% under your control. Your energy is 100% under your control. And it, I guess it's like you said earlier, it's more about being self-aware and you knowing how to tap into that. Is that correct? Yes. And so what I can do to help people um, 
is I help them recognize that when they haven't learned how to do it yet themselves. So sometimes I call myself a personal trainer for people's soul. Mm-hmm. Um, just like if you go to the gym for the first time and you don't know how to use the equipment or what's the right amount for you, sort of the same thing with this. I'm going to help you see and learn what is the right tools and techniques to help you um, get your energy and your vibration to the best possible place. Okay. Wow. That Those are some key life tools that we all yeah. need to have. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, ideally, almost like if we go back to that idea of seeing a counselor or a therapist, ideally, after six or eight or 12 sessions of really working with someone, they're going to have everything they need for me to send them off on their own so that they don't need me anymore. So it's definitely not sort of a like, um, get dependent on me to do it all for you, but more like, I'm helping you learn how to do it for yourself. Okay. Now, just this just popped up into my mind, but would you be like a therapist or counselor? Do you accept like um, insurance coverage or is it straight um, cash? It's cash. I wish I could accept insurance. I unfortunately don't think that our um, uh, insurance companies right now recognize intuitive energy healing as a a valid form of um, something that they would support. Um, But hopefully that conversation is going to start to change as more people who have similar gifts and abilities feel empowered to come out of the, I call it the light worker closet. It's like come out of the light worker closet um, because people need what, what we have to offer. Right. It, because it is a form of therapy. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would see it being in that same category mm-hmm. as a therapist, counselor, same thing to me, but I'm not the big medical companies. Exactly. <laughs> if we could change the world, right? Exactly. Well, Kath, you know what I like to do before um, I let my guests go? I have a series of 10 questions that are just kind of off the cuff, just kind of about you that I like to ask. And are you ready? I am. I'm kind of like nervous and excited all at the same time. Well, I mean, they're not like bad questions. Right, right. But they're they're good. Okay. So, okay. So first question is, who or what motivates you? My main motivation is to live my soul's purpose. And my soul's purpose is I am pure freedom. I courageously teach, learn, inspire, and love. Okay. What demotivates you? I totally drew a blank on that. Probably. I don't think there are anything. Nothing is coming to mind. Oh, okay. All right. I think I am so internally motivated that outside factors cannot demotivate me. Wow. That's great. Okay. Um, when was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? Well, this is kind of a random one that popped up, but one time I was criticized for having good posture. <laughs> 
of all the things, right? It was like, oh, you've got really good posture, so you must be kind of like stuck up snotty girl. Um, but now I'm in my late 40s and my good posture is keeping my body healthy and, per, you know, like setting me up to have really comfortable longevity. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is your fear? My fear is not fulfilling my soul's purpose. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Oh, gosh, yes. All kind, you know, all the things I said no to when I was younger, travel, going to like certain concerts. Um, so if, yeah, definitely all the things I didn't say yes to in my younger days when it would have been a whole lot easier and probably had more um, opportunity for me to learn and grow as a young person. Okay. Is there a time that you wish you had done, had not done something? Yeah. Kind of went through a little bit of a phase where I had to check out what the marijuana was all about. And, uh, you know, I went to college is how I like to say it, but I would say that's like the one thing I wish I hadn't done because it didn't do anything for me. And I knew that it was causing harm to my physical body. Okay. What is your definition of success? My definition of success is knowing that I have done the best that I can do with my days, that I have unfailingly followed my instinct and my intuition, no matter where it leads me, and having a sense of peace with no matter how all the things in my life turn out. Wow. How do you recharge? Yoga, walking my dog, a good night's sleep. Okay. What are you awesome at? Intuitive energy reading and healing sessions. I am also a really awesome teacher. I am a naturally gifted teacher. There is a theme of teaching that runs through my entire life. And being an intuitive energy healer is really another avenue for me to teach people. So if you really ask me what I was awesome at, it would be teaching. Okay. What legacy do you want to leave? At this point in my life, I hope to open the door for other clairvoyants to have their work be viewed as natural, necessary, and valuable. Okay. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, what is the one motivational takeaway that you want to leave with our listeners? Everything that you need lies within you. And all you have to do is trust that it's in there. Ask for help when you need help accessing it and you will succeed. Okay. Kathy, tell the listeners where they can reach you on your social media platforms. My pleasure. My website is kathy-weiss.com. So 
W-E-I-S-S is how you spell the last name. On Facebook, I am at Lightworker Kathy Weiss. On Instagram, I am at Lightworker underscore Kathy. And on YouTube, it's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash YouTube Kathy. Okay, Kathy. Well, thank you for joining me today. I have really learned a lot and I believe you have really inspired our listeners to look deep within themselves and see what their energy is. It was absolutely my pleasure. I had an absolute blast talking with you today, Trina. If you're looking for a speaker for your live event or conference, go to my website and read my bio and contact me at bit.ly forward slash book Trina. I hope you have a great week. Until then, remember, if you change your mindset, you'll change your life. Keep striving. Success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.